Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone again to another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I am your host, IBK. Lashagun is here, Ewa is here. A couple of happy, there's a happy person today, there's a sad person today. We're going to be talking about that. The Champions League, Madrid showing their class again. Moment, moment, moment. Um, Liverpool qualifying for the finals. The title race is down to the wire. Great results that happened over the, over this weekend. As we speak now, Milan is down one 0 We're going to be touching on that. We're going to be touching on the new king of <laughs> the new kid on the block in tennis. His name is Alcaraz. And obviously, we're going to be wrapping up with the NBA playoffs. Guys, what's up? What's up? What's up? Ay, what's up? Blashing, what's up? Uh, well. Um... The, the football part of me is not happy, but the basketball part of me is, well, not that excited. You have a big family. I'm impressed with those ones. So, uh, that's the week for me. I'm, I'm the opposite. It's great. I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, okay. Let's, 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 let's get the ground running. Champions League starts. Second leg. In the Champions League, it was it was four three. Man City won the first leg four three, and everybody was like, "Man, they should have buried Real Madrid." This second leg was funny because all the punditry that I watched, even after the game, Madrid wins three one, scores a couple of goals after ninety minutes, ninety minutes, ninety first minutes, and then they win in the overtime. You know, all the pundits were saying that they dominated the two games, and I stand to differ. They didn't dominate the two games. They dominated one game. Second game was very balanced. And if you guys even noticed that Madrid, yes, they didn't have any shot on target till the 90th minute. But Vinicius missed a couple of chances. Um, what's his name? Benzema missed a couple of chances as well before even the first goal came in from um, from what's Mares, right? From Mares. Yeah, from Mares. And then from Rodrigo. And then when. Yes, and then when um, Pep removed removed um, Gabriel Jesus, removed um, Mares, removed um, Kevin De Bruyne. Apparently, I've re- I read that um, Kevin De Bruyne has been on painkillers for for months now, for over a month now. There are about six weeks, and as much as we want to admit it, there are some games that are more high pressure, and you feel the pain a bit more. And I'm sure. That was one of the reasons why, you know, he was taken out of the fire, you know, firing line. They didn't take their chances. Man City didn't take their chances. Madrid didn't take their chances as well until the 90th minute. And then, of course, once that first goal went in, you just knew that Madrid was never going to lose that game. Something that I wanted, to, I wanted to even point out in that game that struck me. You know, everybody's talking about their mentality, and then the part that I don't like is people are talking about luck. If you notice when they play corners during this match, just go and watch it. One thing that I saw, I'm sure it's been in all the matches, but I never paid attention to it. But I just caught it. Their corner flag had something. Um, the Madrid Cup, you know, Champions League Cup with 13 times winners. So it's something that they have this audiovisual stuff about this competition all over the grounds that the players, you know, it's registered into their souls that they cannot, they will not, they will do anything possible to win 
you know Champions League. That's why they this that's why this is their seventeenth time going to the final, and they have shown their class over time. Of course, last season was was a season where they could not they didn't get the moments that they required in Chelsea over the two legs against Chelsea. But but this season, all through the knockout phases, they've gotten the chances, and of course, Madrid of always know always having know-how of how to win the game and they've done excellently well. Congratulations to them for the finals. For getting to the finals. AY. Uh, well, like, like we said last week, um, uh, Madrid, uh, they're not going to die easy. You know? So, it's not, you know, if you give Madrid a little chance to come back to a game, they're going to take it a little experience. They've got the, the right mixture of experience and youth. Like we, like we saw. Uh, at the end of the day, Pep would uh, regret his decision making. And this was another perfect opportunity to make it to the finals at the Blue. I'm happy about it because, I mean, I, mean, I don't want City in the finals. I mean, I, I think the way it is, I prefer City winning the league and Liverpool winning Champions League than City just winning everything. And uh, like I was telling a friend a couple of, a couple of days ago, if um, Pep did not have uh, Serrano and uh, Berrigistan on the on the on the city board, I think his job would be on the line because Pep was hired to win the to win the Champions League, right? Pep was not hired to win the league. Sure, I mean winning the league is an extra. But right? he has come out to deny that that he wasn't that told to win the Champions League. I mean, I mean. Let's be frank. They were winning. They were winning. They were winning the league even before Pep. They were winning the league. They won the league under Martini. They won the league under Pellegrini. And let's be frank. Any good manager would win the league with Man City a couple of times in five years. You get me? I'm not saying the style of play does not deserve commendation. I'm not saying the the manner, the swagger with which they've won the title and a couple of times does not merit. Uh, praise, but the point is, Pep was hired to win the Champions League. That's the only grill. It's the same thing with PSG. Okay, so Pep, in the course of you know his, his tenure as a City boss, has lost to Leon, has lost to Monaco at the point. I think last year they lost to okay, they lost in the finals to Chelsea. So you can see that he's had opportunities to win the, the Champions League. Five years has lost to Tottenham, has lost to Liverpool as well. Yeah, you guys. So he's not. Yeah, he's had like he's been there for five years and he's not won the Champions League. And and they've outspent everyone except let's say PSG. And even PSG, the only reason I was in PSG and I spent them is because they spent two hundred million on a particular player. If you remove that two hundred million and you have a, a weighted average, you see that City spent more than PSG. So the point is, if he didn't have his buddies on board, I think his job would be on the line right now. He's not moving the line because I mean he's not one challenge without Messi. I mean that's 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 a big stain on his on his CV. Anyway, to the game, but like I said, I mean like Real Madrid with their you know, experience, their street smartness, and everything. They got they got what they wanted, and the final is a 90 minutes game. Anything can happen in 90 minutes. Your key player can have a bad game and then you lose. So. Real could win it again. Who knows? They could. 
you know, <clears throat> talking about like like city and and people saying that Pep, Pep got it wrong because he removed he removed this and he removed Mares and and uh, Jesus and KDB. Grealish came on and Grealish had two chances where one of them was it was cleared of the line. He ran up, he he did this run, amazing run, drove forward and then it was uh, Mendy that cleared of the line. The second one was <laughs> was the studs of of uh, Couture that saved it and that kept uh, that kept uh, Madrid in the game. If those like chances had gone in, then it's a different conversation about whether he got it right or not. So. I hear what people are saying about whether, uh, you know, like, like you just mentioned, Ay, that uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe his his his, his job is not tenable right now because he has he has blown his chances. But I don't know if I can say that because at the end of the day, there's always things that happen that are out of his control. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like especially with this with this city game, it wasn't like they they see their control. It's just it happened you know and it's it, yeah you know what i mean so it's kind of like it, it's a it's a funny space to be in for guardiola because they've done everything i mean they've won the league four times in five years and that's not easy in a league that has liverpool and they're about to win the league again this season it, again you know yeah they're they three points ahead so it's, it's like even though it, it's not it doesn't make sense to ask somebody to, for a manager to be judged by whether he can win a cup competition because like you just said anybody can have a poor game uh, over 90 minutes but if you're consistently doing it week in week out over a 38 game season I think that's a better barometer for success than than the cup competition that is you know more or less what, 10, 10 games or something like that it's not uh, it's, it's not it's like, 13 yeah, games. games yeah you know but yeah that, that's just me for, for Guardiola okay let's let's shift to let's shift to Liverpool um, they did what they needed to do they had a mistake in the first half. They looked outplayed, outclassed, out also. And Klopp addressed the situation. And that's one thing. That's one thing I like that team. That's one thing that I feel that just to me edges Liverpool as a better team to Man City's team is that they've got different types of players that can win games for them. And in the second half, bringing in Luis Diaz for Jota. Jota and Manio almost always struggle. Yeah, that chemistry almost always strong. But bringing in Luis Diaz really helped the game and they were able to win it. Of course, you, you notice that in that game, Naomi waved the white flag, started bringing out his starters when he saw there was no point again. You know, to keep them, he doesn't want any injuries. He can fight for Europe next season in the league. It's better, it's better for him that way. So, congratulations to them for reaching the semis. Um, I'm also, I also want to say for the other competitions, other Euro- European competitions, congratulations to um, Roma, congratulations to Rangers, congratulations to um, who else? Who else am I missing out now? Please just remind uh, me. Firenord, yes, and yeah, uh, with Roma in the finals and um, and Ange Frankfurt. Yeah. Their first European final in 40 something years. Okay, Ola Shagun. Yeah. Quickly quickly run through the games, um, the results for the league games. Um uh, so yeah, on the weekend, um obviously for the weekend, sorry, Yeah, for for the weekend, uh yeah, it started off with another Chelsea two two points dropped by Chelsea, you know, in, in, in a really, really poor run for them over the past 
past month or month thereabouts with the two two draw against Wolves. The the sec- the equalizer from Wolves coming in the ninety seventh minutes um, from from Connor Cody uh, header. Um, so that was that was that was disappointing for them. Uh, for Liverpool, that was the big game of the weekend. Uh, Liverpool against Spurs, one uh, one. Two points dropped for Liverpool in in the title race because you know as you just mentioned, City is now three points ahead of them with their five nil win today against Newcastle. So it was it was really disappointed and, and I mean disappointing as well for Spurs because you know people even though I mean Liverpool had lion's share of, of of the possession, I think Spurs had some good chances as well. So they will be disappointed that they didn't go they didn't go away with like the, the three points in, in that game. And then obviously the 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 Arsenal um, um, Leeds game that was two one today. But also um, yesterday was the Manchester United Brighton game. That was really surprising. I mean, I, I don't know if I say surprising, but really uh, it, it it wasn't it wasn't it was surprising on both sides for like Manchester United how they played and Brighton how well they played as well. Uh, Brighton won four 0 at home against the United. So that was that was just a rundown of the of the Premier League game. Okay. Um. Ay, you were, you know, our little meeting before the, sh- the recording, you were talking about what you felt was wrong with Manu, like from from this Ragnik's era. Would you like to share it with us quickly? Oh well, I mean, the, the first problem is uh, Ragnik himself. I don't know if it's ego. I don't know. He perhaps thinks perhaps thinks he's this wonderful manager. You know. He came in and said with his 4-2-2-2 thing, and tried to be magical about it, but soon found out. And then he turned on the players and then on the club. I mean, this man comes every weekend and he talks about we need six players, we need eight players, we need players who are committed. But well, look, you're not going to be the manager next season because you're, you're dead. What's, why are you telling us this? Just do your job and go. And then he... Man, I don't see any... Look, I wasn't all sold on the guy to begin with, but at least I thought as a professional, he would come in, he would straighten things out, he would have good tactics and all that. But the guy is a fraud. There's no other way to put it. He's a fraud. He needs to he needs to look at himself. He comes every day and he talks about this player and talks about. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the players have been have been performing, but but the point is, if I go to work every day and my boss is telling me, oh. I'm replacing you in the next three months. That has an effect on me. It's just the truth. That has an effect on me. Because it means I should be actively looking for an employment somewhere else. So if that is on my mind, how do I give 100% to this, to this organization I'm working for? You get where I'm coming from now. You might say, yeah, footballers should be professional, but they're not different from us. They're human beings too. Every player is just going to be like, okay, good. This man doesn't like me, doesn't rate me. He, he's telling me I'm going to be sold in the next couple of months. Well, let me just enjoy myself. And we're not going anywhere. But anyway. shouldn't, but shouldn't yeah. the players also be looking at, you know what? Let's play, let's play ourselves into competition for next season when this new manager comes in. Yeah, that's the point. The, the new manager is not here yet. So, yeah, but, when but comes, obviously... Since let's just say since he was announced, let us yeah. let's that's a new that's a new sheet. It's a clean it's a clean slate since he was announced. Before he comes, let him say he will start from that side and then be yeah, checking Tenag, us out. Tenag is not going to judge 
Maguire from the last two months. You know, George Maguire, based on what is shown on the pitch for the last couple of years, both in England and in Manchester United, he needs to find out why Maguire plays better uh, at the national level than at uh, at that's uh, simple at level. But that's simple. The quality, yeah. no, I, I know, the I know, I know the reason. Uh, I know the reason is simple. Uh-huh. The reason is more of a tactical reason. In, in England, uh, England setup is very defensive. They, they have two defensive midfielders. Two yeah. defensive, yeah. So yeah, either Calvin Phillips and then or and then the pace Ryan. of the game is is slower at the international level. That's the uh, first part. Then yeah, it's slower and it's not as coached. It's not as coached. Not as well coached well. because at that time people are just mixing to make salad and this is not a great meal. Yeah, but it's my point. That, you know. So you, 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 you see, that's 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 the point I'm making. That's why I said it's not. It's not. If Tenag is an intelligent man, and I believe he is, he's not going to say, "Oh, because you didn't play well in the last five games, I'm selling you." Most of selling players is not as easy as it sounds. You don't just sell players. You need, you know, in a market. I mean, I learned this in economics, and I think it's just basic economics. For you to sell something, there has to be a buyer, right? That's what a market is. But you, you guys have a lot of players that. Their contracts are running down at the end of the season, so you guys are going to really clear the clear the clear the place. Okay, I'm not I'm not disputing that, but if you say someone like Maguire has not performed well, because Ragnik has come out and said a lot of players have not performed well, aside from Ronaldo and De Gea. So you get what I'm saying. So that means you're talking of Dalo, uh, Bisaka, Telez, uh, Shaw, Maguire. You get it's not easy to sell these players because you need to have a buyer, a buyer that's willing to pay what you want. That's the first problem. The second problem is the player that is willing to leave. You cannot call Shaw all of a sudden and say, yo, dude, go to Wolves. I don't want to go to Wolves. So how do you sell him? So this whole idea, that's why it's not smart to just come out and say, this player is bad, that player is bad, that player. You don't do things that way. This is not not, a football manager. Emotions are involved when you sell players. These are, apart from being footballers, these are men. That have lives, that have families. Some of them don't want to leave Manchester. They don't want to leave Manchester and go to Wolves. So that 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 will pose a problem. So I mean, that's why I said the, the old thing. Let, don't let me turn this into a sociological. The first problem is Ragnik himself not being mature enough to know how to handle footballers, modern footballers. It's the first problem. He could have just done his job. And then probably finish fourth or fifth, and then at the end of the season, put all this in the dossier and send it to the directors. We, why, why should this even be in the press? Why should statements like that come out in a press conference? Yeah, people, 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 people like online have been. I don't know. I don't know if it's like trying to make them feel better about the situation, but it's kind of they have been saying like, oh, like Ragnik is doing the job that needs to be done by highlighting how poor these players are. That's not his job. That's not his job. His job is to win football matches, and then yeah. where you you leave the club. But the you know that this young, you know that this play. Baba has been, you know that this Baba has, I, and he has won the director's heart in the last couple of clubs he's been in for a number of years, for over which maybe club? twenty well, years please, now. Please, please, so, please, which club? <laughs> I want you to name the club. Like I'll be Salzburg, right? I'll be Leipzig, right? Offenheim, yeah. right? Yeah. Dalka, Lokomotiv yeah. Moscow. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Manchester United. We are. We should no. be impressed with someone that has achieved with those clubs. We are. See, Oga. We are not I'm, saying. I'm pleased. I'm, I'm pleased. What did he achieve? 
please, what did they achieve? He promoted Leipzig as director of football by outspending every opposition. Leipzig were the richest club in, in the fourth division. They were the richest in the third division. They were the richest in the second division. And then they got promoted to the first division. So please, what is so impressive about that? He had I mean, he's, he's managed, he's like been the manager of, I, I don't know, I don't know what exact number it is, but I think it's, it's anything between 80 and 90. Like he's been the head coach of 80 and 90 uh, games in the past 10 years. So that's, that's, yeah. that, that's just that's, two that's games, that's just two seasons. of. of yeah, games. it's a relic. It's a relic. Football has left him behind. It's just the truth. And even when, when he was at his peak, he wasn't that good. So please, don't let's make it look like we hired this brilliant manager. We just had someone that is just very methodical. We wear glasses to appear smart and stuff. It's not this. <laughs> everybody keeps, yeah, everybody keeps talking about, oh, he trained Tuku, he trained this person. He said, please, I beg. <laughs> okay. Hello, <laughs> Shagun. Arsenal today, yeah. something happened in this game. You guys were 2 0 in the first 10 minutes. Let's get a red card. And for the first time, for him, you know, for the last couple of games, you guys have sometimes your age shows, the age of this team shows, the youthfulness of this team. Kill that game, bury that game before new up, before they can wake up. But you guys dragged the game. Chances were wasted left, right, and center. And I'm not even, I'm not even going to blame, um, I'm not going to blame Ateta. Just only a little bit. I think Saka should have come off earlier than when he did. I think you should have I mean, no, like... came off around 60, 65 minutes. It was, it was an okay time. Um, but yeah, I'm, no, see, the thing is, at, uh, it is it, it is the youth of the team. Uh, it's a pretty young squad, but I, I really, really hate to talk about how young it is because I don't, I mean, Crystal Palace, all intents and purposes, is also a young squad. I mean, they have Zaha, Zaha is old, but Gwehi is 21. Uh, Odward is 20, 20, 20, 21. Odisa is 20. Like, they have young players as well. I don't think, but see where they are on the table. No, 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 I, I get mm-hmm. that. I get that. But like, th- when people like use it as a as a real, like, um, is it real? And, and they have a young manager too. This is his first job. Crystal Palace manager, this is not this is his third job. I, I guess, but then there's also questions to be asked about whether you should be giving the manager his first job at Arsenal. But I mean, that's 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 neither here nor there. But the, like to talk about the game, yeah, you're right. It's like after ten minutes, they were they were they were one one nil up. But I, I think yeah, two nil up. Sorry, I was just, I think I, I mentioned it around like thirty five minutes. Like yo, if they don't get like the third goal before halftime, it's going to get really sticky in the second half because that's football is just it happens like that, and that's what happened. The second half, they had the this they had a corner, and I think the corner came. That was their first like attempt on target, attempt period, not even on target, like from from the from the flick on from the near post, and then the, uh, Lorente runs off the back, and then and then uh, you know slots. And that was, but that was the first goal they were conceding. Yeah, from from a corner. From a corner. So, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's over funny. like over hundred <laughs> over hundred corners conceded, and so you know it it, it was I mean like football script writers are. are uh, predictable like that. I just knew that that was what was going to happen. It was going to be like a very nervy, like 25 minutes. But at the end of the day, they got the two-one. And, and to be honest, at this stage of the season, with with uh, three games left, 
it's like I said last week, it's not about anything other than getting the three points. Um, they have put themselves in a, like, honestly, a magnificent position now. Uh, four games winning run. None of those four games have been great performances, but they've, they've done it. And they put a position now where they can go to Tottenham next week, uh, well, this week on Thursday. And if they win, they are back in the Champions League after, after what, six years, since 2016. So it's, 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 it's a great achievement. And, and you know, we can't, uh, you can't underestimate it, especially after the, the three-game losing run that they did against Crystal Palace, Southampton and Brighton. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it, honestly, it's, it's is as an Arsenal fan, like you're, 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 in, you're on cloud nine, but it's, it's not over yet because if they lose, if they lose that game against uh, Spurs, then it's one point, and then it gets a little bit, a little bit like squeaky. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, the, the players have done well, man. To be honest, I mean, uh, all of them, uh, all of them. I mean, like Odegaard, sorry, Odegaard, uh, Smith Rowe, Saka, uh, Inketia, and Martinelli, all under 22. And they're all on 10, 10 plus goals and assists this season. And that's that's incredible. So, you know, yeah, nothing other than just, you know, we, we need we need the three points on Thursday and it's to be it's bring tears to my eyes and see the Champions League music back at back at the Emirates. Final question on, on, on our football commentary for tonight. Should should us not keep in Kitia? Oof. Um, no, no, because I don't, I'm not saying he should start. I'm just saying he should be kept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he needs to play. He needs to play. Um, he's 22 now. 20, yeah, 20, no, 2023 because there's one nine tonight. 22. Um, he needs to play. Right? It, it, I, I don't think at this point in his career, like he needs to be playing week in, week out. And Especially with where Arsenal wants to be next season, if this is contingent on which is looking more likely them going to the Champions League, they, they are looking at people like like Jesus and and quote unquote high quality players that are going to really want to stake a claim in, in the first team. And I don't know if Inkesia can can compete. The thing is, it's unfair because we haven't actually seen him get a a 20 game 10 game running in the side i mean this is this is his fifth start on the bounce or fourth start something like that so it's not it's not a great sample size but it's unfair to keep him to find out and it also doesn't it also doesn't make sense because his contract runs out this season to give him a contract to find out it's not it's not economically viable i i, I don't know i i wouldn't do it i would i would just i'll let him go but then then you lose him for free uh, the, 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 the other argument is like, oh, you keep him, you, you extend him for a couple of years and then you can sell him if it doesn't work. But then would he want to stay around and, and stay for another two years just to be, just to, you know, to quantify whether he can make the grid? I don't think he would. So like, like Ewa was saying, is that, is that for a market, especially markets with, with contracts, if the player wants, the con- wants to stay and if the club wants to give it. And the club might want to give it, but I don't think... Inketia would want to would, would want to stick around. So with that, I, I, I just I wouldn't keep him. Just let him go. Let him go and play play at uh, Crystal Palace or something. All right. Um, Ay, the new kid on the block in tennis. What do you have to say about that young man, nineteen year old Carlos Alcaraz, the first oh, well, guy man. to win to win um, <laughs> no, Djokovic and Nadal on. Nadal's favorite <laughs> surface, clay. 
the Spanish yeah, yeah. is Italian. I heard, the, Italian, I heard right? about the guy. I heard about the guy first. Uh, I think last year. I think, um, I think he went far in the Central Park. He went as far as the quarters, I think. So um, I think clearly the specialty, as you can see. Uh, I think Spanish players tend to be better on 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 play. And, uh, I mean, you know, Nadal is getting is getting older. I still have one or two um, Grand Slams in him, but it's inevitable. In the next couple of years, he's going to have to retire. And you look at the upcoming players. Um, uh, you can see Alcaraz can can probably be one of those you look out for on, on the play surface. But um, he's still very young. He's still very raw. I think. Um, you can't, you can't, I don't want to, I don't want to read too much <laughs> into, into his, uh, his abilities, but I would say, um, Medvedev, I would say Zverev, I would say, um, um, yeah, Tracy Pass, I think that's the, the Greek guy, I don't know his name very well. Yeah, yeah, I think those are players I would say would probably Carry the mantle after Djokovic and Nadal and uh, and Federer leave. I, I, won't, I won't put too much pressure on these young guys yet. So to me, Medvedev, Zverev, uh, Trisha Pass, uh, maybe Berrettini, uh, Rublev. I think Alcaraz is in top ten. But I mean, he, he'll be right. He'll be there with them though. He'll be there with them. I see that young guy getting a number one in very soon. I think so. He's, and he's very charismatic. Lashek, anything about Alcaraz? Uh, I don't watch tennis. But I heard he's number six and he beats uh, uh, Nadal. So, good on him. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Olajek, thank you very much. Yep. All right. All right. Um, um, anyway. What's going on in the yeah. NBA playoffs? Quick, quick one. Yesterday night was between your team versus box Celtics versus the box. Yanis is a yeah. problem. Well, I mean, Yanis <laughs> always. Oh, there, there, was, there was this play that Yanis bumped into Williams, and, and I'm sure Williams will, will be right now in his bed. He won't be able to get some because that bump was heavy. <laughs> He's like, so, strong. so strong. He's such a man. Yeah, it's, it's very strong. He's very strong. Athlete, yeah. yeah, very strong. Athlete. Uh, I think if you if you look at the last, okay, the first game was a blowout, practically a blowout. The, the first two games were blowouts, right? From both teams. Yeah, yeah. The first two games were blowouts. Yeah, but this one was a photo finish. But this one was real close. Yeah, it was to the last drop. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. I'm not gonna give up. I'm not giving up on that. Oh no, no, at all, at all. Yeah, yeah. So that it's game on, really. I think we can still, we can still win. But this guy has to score more than ten points. Four of nineteen. Yeah, Tatum has. Tatum has. was locked down. He had a horrible game. Yeah, I mean, he had a horrible game. So. If Tatum can just get his shooting on, and then, I mean, I still think we can win. Really, my defense is still real good. I'm telling you because real, really good. I give it. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue. Yeah, with that. yeah. 
the defense has been solid. <laughs> yeah, it has been real solid. I mean, real solid. So, I still think we'll make the finals. I still think we can't make the finals. Because now Miami, all of a sudden, are struggling. Because, I mean, they struggled against Embiid two days ago. I was a bit yes. disappointed. Yes. They struggled. Embiid was on yeah. a mask and he still managed to you know, pull that out. I still think Miami will win that game, but I think I can see how we can beat Miami now. I, th- I think I can see it. If you can find a way to reduce uh, what Tyler Hero can offer from the bench, uh, but, you, but, 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 but you have to beat you have to beat the box first. And I mean, the, to be, I'm not to be saying honest, I'm I not I'm not going to I, tell you. I, <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm not to going be, to, to be honest, if, if we don't if we don't beat the box. Honestly, it's because it's because I, I hate to, I hate to do this again. It's because we have a rookie we have a rookie coach. Seriously, <laughs> you've started again. I'm, you I'm didn't telling you, because... this guy and this guy. <laughs> see, this, nobody had any expectation for Celtics. You guys started 18 of 20, 18, 18 wins, 20 losses, and you guys finished as high as you finished. You have home court advantage in this in this series in this playoffs, and you're showing it. Yeah. Your, your your manager is a very good manager. He's young, yes. yes. He's a that's, what, that's what I'm saying. If we uh-huh. don't win the box, it's because Emil Doka is just a novice. Because and Yanis. I can see and Yanis. I can Yanis see is... how we should win this game. I can see it. I can see it. We just need to be look. In the first two quarters yesterday, I was impressed with the way we tried to. We had Yanis uh, on on three fouls. We had Lopez on three fouls. We had um I wasn't the third guy. Um oh, Drew guy. Holiday. Drew Holiday. Yeah, Drew Holiday was on three I was on three fouls. That's what we need to do. We need to keep these guys on foul trouble as soon as, as early as possible. Yanis is, is, is an offensive juggernaut. He's gonna always want to drive to the post. He just needs to just tweak it a little bit. He's gonna have lots of offensive fouls. He's gonna give up lots of offensive fouls because it's too physical the way he plays but if Yanis is going to the if the paint is clogged if, yeah um box have shooters they have snipers yeah the first I game that. I, I remember that. that Yanis had 12 assists seven of them were two for threes and I was like wow so this kind of so Yanis can cause that kind of problem I know it's not going to be easy. I've, I've not no, of course, of course, of course, of course, of course. I'm not yeah, suggesting it's going to be easy, but of course. we already have. Look, we already we, with 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 the box missing um, missing uh, what's his name? The brain can't. Who are you talking about? Their second Chris Middleton. Yeah, this, yeah, Chris Middleton. With Chris Middleton out, we actually have a solid chance of beating of, of beating the box. True. <laughs> True. We have a solid chance because True. even yesterday, Drew Holiday was just lots of turnovers from Drew Holiday yesterday at the point. So it's not like but it's got twenty something not, points, and now of course it's the best. Yeah, yeah I'm talking of the first two quarters. It was real poor. So if if Jason Tatum was just a bit more clinical yesterday, we would have won. So we just need to get our act right because these guys are already underhand. With Middleton out, this is a huge loss for them. It's like us not having Jalen Brown. It's like us not having Jalen Brown. <laughs> If we don't have Jalen Brown, we are getting sweat. <laughs> smart, we are getting sweat. So the fact that these guys don't have Middleton and they can still win us is just 
it shows there's something wrong somewhere. And like I said last week, complacency in the first game. Because we beat the box, we swept the box, so complacency set in. But I still think if you, you know Doka gets his, he comes down, he gets his defensive schemes right, we can win this. Now don't let's focus too much on the Celtics, right? <laughs> let's talk about okay, so, other teams. Okay, okay, so talk about the other teams, you know. Uh, so, um, like I also said, Miami, uh, they, they lost to the, to the Sixers. Okay. Uh, indeed, yeah, indeed, I have to play with a mask. So I think there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel for the Sixers. I don't know how long they can they can manage indeed because there's, you know, we're talking about the playoffs here, you know, it's very, very difficult for you to carry an injury to the playoffs. Eventually, it's, it's going to catch up with you. So I don't know. I still I still think Miami will win that probably four two or something. And in the West, oh my man, <laughs> my man Luka Doncic, huh? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Because yeah. when I watched when I watched game two, right, the one that uh, that uh, oh come on, Chris Paul punished Luka game two. <laughs> and, yeah, punished, and and the thing is, like I said, some coaches just don't. I don't want to say common sense. They don't apply common sense to just simple things. If your game plan, your offensive game plan is to always have Luca with the ball, either looking for a screen so he can shoot or looking for someone to pass to, he's going to get tired eventually. You should not put that same person on someone as energetic as Chris Paul. While you are playing Luca, you're playing Luca all through the game. Uh, the Suns, we rest Chris Paul, say, in, in the second quarter, right? Play campaign. You get and play some, you, you get and play somewhere. And during that period, yo, your Luca is going to be balling, running over the place, he's going to think he's got a hot hand. By the, by the end of the third quarter, Luca is tired. You then bring on Chris Paul. And then you can't defend him because Luca is tired. He's going to keep running through him. So you just have to apply common sense sometimes as a coach. You don't have to keep doing the same thing all the time. And I like the fact that uh, Bronson was also involved. He actually scored more points than, than Luca, the third game. That's the only way you're going to beat the Suns. You're not going to beat the Suns with only Luca. You can't do that. You're going to need, if they had, if they had better players around Luca, for example, if, they had, if it was Luca and LeBron, you get, if it was Luca and AD or something, that would work. But when Luca is the only elite player on your team and you're playing him 40 minutes seriously against the against the sun, against the sun, really, and the Suns are just gonna they're gonna put Chris Paul on the bench for a while, put uh, Booker on the bench for a while, just to wear you out. So that's it. Uh, I I think the Suns will win eventually. I think that one's gonna be a four-two, you know, because Luca is good enough to get another win for the for the, for the Mavericks. Uh, the Warriors, uh, well, they're always going to beat the Grizzlies with experience anyway. And yesterday, Jamara got, got, got hurt, and that's so hopefully he's back for game four. If he's not back for game four, it's gonna, they're not going to win. Even with Ja on, on the on court, there's no guarantee they're going to win. But at least if, if Ja is there, you know that there's a chance, you know, they might get one of they might they might push the game to game six or something. Uh, that's it. That's shout, out to, yeah. shout out to Ja for winning Most Improved Player of the Year. Shout out yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to Marcus Smart for winning Defensive Player of the Year. Defensive Player of the Year, yeah. So, um, the way I say it, 
gonna be it's gonna be the Suns and the Warriors in the finals. That's gonna be very tough. I can't. Normally, I would say the Suns will win, but if I if I if I go through history, Chris Paul has the history of probably getting injured in games like that. So I don't know. So I'd say 50-50. In the East, I think Miami will win. Miami will win Sixers eventually. And uh, I don't know. My my head says the box might might win, but <laughs> uh, I think the Celtics should be able to stand the thing. So probably Celtics, Miami in the finals, uh, the, the East, and uh, Warriors and Suns finals in the West, and let's see how it goes. All right, all right, all right, man. The NBA has been exciting right now. Um, the um, Mavericks and Suns is 34-24 right now. Atletico is leading Real Madrid 1-0. Nobody nobody is playing, basically, for, for Real Madrid. <laughs> Verona is now 1-2. Milan. PSG is playing 2-2 with Troyes. So, this is what's going on right now as we speak. The Formula 1 race is ongoing as we speak. Thank you very much, AY. Thank you, Ola Shagun, yeah, yeah. for another another recording of Between the Lines. I'm IBK. This is Ibuko. Between the Lines. Good night.